You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Nick B, Armando, Black Cat, and Monica. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. And thanks for joining us on the 154th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Welcome back, everyone. It's December, which means it's time to play catch-up on some 2019 films that we missed. So this week we'll be discussing Starfish and In the Tall Grass. I really want to say Into the Tall Grass every single time. That's not what it's called, though. Into the grass. That's tall. Into the grass. Into the cornfields. It's not a (laughs) cornfield. It might as well be. I thought it was at the beginning. Um, As a reminder, what am I saying? I don't know. As a reminder, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Starfish is streaming on Hulu and Prime Video, and Into the Tall Grass is available on Netflix, so please check these out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Fantasy Island with a February 14th release date. It's directed by Jeff Wadlow, who we previously spoke about earlier uh, with Truth or Dare, the Blumhouse Truth or Dare. And he also directed Kick-Ass 2. It's written by Jeff Wadlow, Christopher Roach, and Jillian Jacobs, all wrote... Truth or Dare, the Blumhouse version. The IMDb summary is a horror adaptation of the popular 70s TV show about a magical island resort. So this came out of nowhere for me. I mean, I didn't even know this was a thing. No, me either. I was like, oh, what is what's happening? It popped up out of nowhere. Surprise, right surprise. Out of nowhere. Fantasy Island. With a with a Valentine's release date. Sure. Um with Lucy Hale, just like Truth or Dare. There you go. Basically the same movie. It's a do-over. Actually, I will say this looks kind of good. This reminds me of when I, when I first started watching it, I thought of Club Dread. I also okay. thought of uh, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, but I think it's just because of the island thing. Okay. Um, I thought of like Hostel. It does, after you get past the island thing, have a hostile feel because sure. of the torture. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yes, I second that. I See, this is interesting. I was not a fantasy island. This fantasy island was a little before my time. I've never seen fantasy island, but I mean, Me I either. do know of it. Sure. Um, And... I really dig the idea of taking something old school and horrorizing it. Is that what Fantasy Island was? Is that you live out a yeah. fantasy so like I, murder? It's it's not about murder. So Fantasy <laughs> Island uh, is a t- was a TV show in the 70s. And it was a similar concept where you go to Fantasy Island to live out your fantasies. And then it, it kind of turns out like, you know, what you think you want in your fantasy is more complicated than what you actually, you know what I mean? Like when it actually happens, it's not exactly what you want or something gotcha. crazy happens. But I, it wasn't horror. I think it was more. I always light. thought it was like a love show. 
like yeah, your I think- fantasies are another person or something no i i mean i'm sure that's sometimes part of it but every episode is a different person's fantasy and you're dealing mm. with that person so i mean it's an interesting concept and i like how i like the idea of horrorizing it you know yeah, that's like that's different i've we, we haven't seen much of this before it's creative it's like remaking but in a creative way instead sure. of just remaking the same movies over and over again let's take an old school concept and make it horror um Super cool. I'm into it. I like the idea. And I think it looks pretty good. I'll see it. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to me seeing this movie. (laughs) I mean, Blumhouse is totally hit or miss. For sure. And um, Truth or Dare was mediocre at best. But entertaining. But entertaining. And I could do it. I can, I can, I can dig it. I think that's just what kind, what, what this is. Like what, you know, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but entertaining good. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I think low expectations will, will work its magic here. I'll probably be entertained at least in some way. Yes. Right? That's hope. Fingers crossed for Valentine's Day. Here's for an entertaining Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with murder and torture with murder and torture cool on an island check out this trailer i think it's new i mean it wasn't here last week and it magically <laughs> appeared so <laughs> it's here now happy december must be kind of new um so yeah stoked excited always to see new trailers that i didn't know about yeah me too all right let's kick it off then we'll just keep We're- this shit moving Yeah, we're going to jump right in with Starfish from 2019, written and directed by Al White. This is his first feature-length film. I think he's done a few shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, The IMDb summary is, A unique, intimate portrayal of a girl grieving for the loss of her best friend, which just so happens to take place on the day the world ends. Now, Amy, Mm -hmm. this is your first viewing. It is. Tell me all about it. I'm very torn. I'm torn. Now we remember that Justin said that you weren't going to like this. I, first of all, Justin, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> don't act like you know me. Um, yeah, so Justin from Horror Business, if you are aware, uh, is in love with this movie. Uh, if you follow him on social media or have listened to him on our show before, he is is a big fan. He's a big fan of Starfish and talks about it constantly. Um, I get why. I think it's worth watching. I don't know if it's worth watching again. I got a lot out of it. I liked it. It's so slow. And I see so much merit but I, I, I have no interest in seeing it again. I can respect that. I think... I feel like I'm just going to say the same thing different ways. But basically, I was not super into this movie until like halfway through. And then um, there were parts that I really, really loved... But I can't say I love the movie as a whole. Like, I I think there's some really amazing parts to this movie. And I'm very susceptible to literature on film 
So that immediately caught my interest. The whole like Moby Dick thing was really cool. Um, but I don't know. It's almost like, uh, what was that movie we covered a really long time ago? Uh, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Oh, right? yeah. Where it's like a really cool concept, really beautifully made um, with amazing moments of poetry and literature and like b- deep, deep beyond the surface meaning and interesting thoughts and it's like a it's like reading a journal okay there's like really like amazing moments but not every day is going to be interesting you know what i mean like it's sure yeah as a whole i don't know if i care about it but there's there's pages in this journal that i could you know absorb over and over again and really get into but i don't really care about reading the whole journal all over again <laughs> I I can understand that for sure. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I got to see it in a theater, which is really awesome because the sound design is really cool and the music is really amazing and really True. kind of encompasses you into the story. I feel like I feel like the the music is definitely a big part of the storytelling. Totally, obviously, because she has to find them all the the mixtapes and put them together. Well, she doesn't have to put them together, but she does put them together. Um, spoiler alert. Um, but, uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. I will say that upon second viewing, I didn't watch it as closely. Um, partly because I was sick and on cold medicine and partly because, um, I'd, I've seen it, you know, like I knew what to expect. I knew what was going to happen and I just kind of was like along for the ride. So I still enjoyed it the second time around. I just didn't watch it as closely. Along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. A very slow ride. It was a slow ride, but it's I like was one also... of those rides into the country where the brain really... was also very slow. I don't so. know that like it's even sickness. I mean, I could totally see how watching this again would be. Uh, I don't know. I, I found the whole thing. I felt like I was doing exercise where there were rewarding moments, but and like I'm glad I did it at the end. But like the journey to get there was kind of grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really painfully slow. And I think it would have really benefited from some editing. I don't really get the amount of time it takes to get where we're going. I think it could have been much shorter. Sure. Um, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's just like these indie movies have so much to offer. But I really think most of them could be edited down quite a bit. Um, which I get. This is beyond like a normal plot-driven movie. There's a lot of like subtext and yeah, and and psychological drawings and things of that nature. Um, and I feel like sometimes indie filmmakers can get kind of caught up in that and forget that you know not everyone wants to watch two hours of your brain working. Um. But I, I mean, I totally get it. I just, you know, if it was shorter, I would have been more into it. 
but that being said, with how I felt at the beginning of this film, being able to draw me in over and over again is is pretty spectacular. You know, like the fact that you can do that, because usually once I'm out on a movie, I'm like done, you know? Yeah, totally. it's hard to get me back once my brain goes into bored mode. And I did definitely took breaks watching this. I took like two or three breaks, not long breaks, but like, you know, let me pause it and go on my phone for 10 minutes because my brain is over it. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. No, I, I hear that. The, the, like I said, let me get into some of the things that re- are really spectacular, though, because I, I, I do want to say like this is. This is a slow burn, like beyond slow burn. And it doesn't really make sense in terms of like actual plot. Um, sure. Yeah, I get it's you. It's all subtext and, and it is. It's it's a lot of symbolism and not a lot of substance um, at first at all. And anyway, uh, like I didn't really even get that the world ended. Like I knew like by the plot that the world ended, but like right. I didn't really like she doesn't even really get it. She doesn't really seem that bummed out about it, really. I mean, she seemed bummed out, like, in general, but, like, not by the world ending. <laughs> I feel like I love her face when um, she's at the radio station, like, at the very end, and the other people or whatever radio in, and she's like, I figured it out. Like, I put it all together. I, I fixed it, and I'm, like, sent it out, and the portals are going to close, and they're like, no, what are you doing? Her face is just like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I'm over it. Like, let the world end. And I was like, I get you. Right there with you. Right. And it's all, like, your own psychological hurdles and dealing with your own psychological mm-hmm. hurdles with grief and... Yep. And not just grief, because I feel like the plot makes it seem like this is all about grief. But really, no. it's it's mostly about dealing with um, the aftermath of your mistakes and having to learn to live with your mistakes. Yes. Um, and accept, um, accept the world you've created for yourself in good and bad. Yeah. Um, that's really like the whole point of the movie, like, right? Is is I feel like I really liked that point, and I feel like not a lot of movies dwell on these things. But I do like the idea. I mean, basically halfway through the movie, spoiler alert, you find out she cheated on her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and in cheating on her boyfriend, basically blew up her whole world, and she became really self involved and down on herself and closed off as a result. And her friend died when she was in that frame of mind, right? Basically. Basically, And she wasn't there for her friend because she Mm -hmm. was so down on what she did to her own self um, and what she did to her own life. Um, And then at the end, you know, like in releasing the monsters and opening up the portal, she's able to accept the good in her life and the bad in her life. I mean, that's what I got from it, right? I believe that to be true. I fair, I find that fairly, but it's very beautifully done. I mean, it's all symbolism. So like the actual plot of what's happening doesn't really work because it's all symbolism. But if you look at it on the surface, I don't really understand. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is that's what I mean when I say this is not a plot driven movie, because if you're living in a world where there's no one around but monsters, you might be living a little bit differently than her. <laughs> You know? Yes, for sure. <laughs> you might be like going crazy. You might have like your last man on earth syndrome. Do you ever watch that show, Last Man on Earth, where he just like 
makes martini uh, kitty pools and like lays in them naked and drinks them. Like <laughs> I have not. You've never seen Last Man on Earth? I haven't, no. <gasps> oh, girl, you have to. It's so good. Um, you don't, you know, you might go to the White House and like leave your town and like, and like hang out in the Oval Office. And you know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> you, you might go to like famous museums and steal artwork and put it in your house. You know, you, there's, there's things that you might do at the end of the world that are like more like I'm going crazy and I have nothing to do. I have no one to talk to. Uh, again, it wouldn't lend itself to the overall meaning of this movie, but like, I don't know, just um, on the surface i'm like not really believing any of it which is fine because maybe it's all in our head and none of it's real she's constantly saying is this real and i'm constantly thinking it must not be because this plot doesn't really make any sense (laughs) otherwise (laughs) it's real in her head yeah so that's cool and there's like overall like a lot of like underwater um imagery Mm-hmm. A lot and of there's a turtle, a turtle, and a starfish, and a jellyfish, and quoting Moby Dick because she has to kill the white whale of her brain to overcome her psychological issues. And the turtle. Although I kept thinking of the bell jar, <laughs> even though <laughs> that's probably not the intent, but. <laughs> If there's one novel I love more than Moby Dick, it's The Bell Jar. And so um, I kept thinking like Sylvia Plath because I don't know if you've ever read The Bell Jar. I have not. Okay. So basically in the book, the main character is like suicidal and depressed and kind of is in her head and dealing with all her grief and issues um, and, and trying to like pretend that she's happy to the outside world it's a very it's it's one of my favorite books but it's not a happy book by any means but i mean there's a lot of similarities i see especially at like the beginning and middle of this film before you realize the cheating thing where um i'm kind of almost thinking like she's sylvia plath right she's from the bell jar and because she keeps talking about the ocean and going into the ocean and there's that imagery of her walking into the ocean which is like basically the character wants to kill herself by walking into the ocean and just drowning so (laughs) i had a lot of um bell jar moments and i don't know if that was on purpose because i think a lot of it was like more moby dickish than bell jarish but that's where my brain went personally uh i still enjoyed um thinking of those two novels at the same time and and how it could go either way um but when she like full-on quoted moby dick i was like oh she's there they're they're going for the moby dick thing all right i need to let the bell jar thing go away let it go yeah when you're drawing grim about the mouth you got to take to the sea carly oh dang you take to the sea i was a literature major i know things you do know i didn't always read teenage vampire (laughs) novels Shh, we're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> There's lots of them. <laughs> There's so many. I've read so many of them. It's a problem. We'll <laughs> oh. get into vampires later. I have so much to tell you about vampires. I have so much vampire thoughts right now. I love it. Um, yes, give me more. Oh, we'll, go, we'll go into it later. Um, There is a sweet like animated sequence that I absolutely so cool. love. Um. I wanted more of that. It almost reminded me with the music in the background. It almost reminded me of Paranoid Android from Radiohead. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, better animation by far than that music video. But I think it's just like the rock music in the background and like the animated sequence of like action happening made me think 
made me have flashbacks to my high school days and that Radiohead music video everyone loves so much. Were you so happy? I was. Good. I was. This movie did that for you. It did. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of good stuff here. I wish that the plot made more sense along with all the cool stuff. I get you. There could have been a little bit more action, a little less yappity yap, <laughs> especially at the beginning. You know, Give let me the see action. the world ending <laughs> or, an, or or like some kind of reaction to the world ending. Or I don't know if the point is that she doesn't care that the world ended because she's so self-involved. And maybe that's the point. But again, it's like, OK, let's do this faster. Yeah, it definitely seemed like she didn't care that the world was ending. Sure. Can I see someone care that the world was ending or it's really just her? You can hear someone caring about the world ending. Did they care about the world ending? I mean, they seemed concerned. They seemed more concerned. I guess. It's kind of a boring scavenger hunt. Who really knows? It's like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah. That movie was less boring than this one, though. <laughs> I loved that movie. Yeah. Um... Also, there's like moments when there's electricity and power and then moments when there's not. And I can't quite figure out if there's electricity Why? or not. Um, I think, doesn't she like go to a generator at some point? Maybe. It's totally I feel like possible. she does. <laughs> In one of the like long. She does. All right. That, may, that would make sense. I wasn't paying attention to generators. I am a little bit surprised at, like, how sufficient the special effects could be, although not always. <laughs> you know, they're not consistency consistently awesome, but there's, like, moments where they're totally ac adequate. And then moments yeah, where I'm like... Yeah, did a great job with that. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, for, like, low-budget, first full-length film, pretty decent monster effects for the most part. Okie doke. Are we ready to move on? Do you have things to say? Do you have ideas and thoughts you'd like to project? No. I just liked it. And I liked the... I liked it. And the turtles. <laughs> one. <laughs> I liked the turtles. I liked it. And I liked it. And I liked the turtles. <laughs> thoughts by Carly, everyone. I'm so glad I just Fun. went on and on and on and on. And that's what you say. <laughs> I'm very eloquent you with my discussion are about over the being sick. We'll just blame it on that. It's very true. I am. Oh um, but I did like when I saw him. He did a Q and A, but it was so long ago that I don't remember um, a lot of the things that were spoken about. Um, I okay. do feel like I recall him talking about this being kind of like a breakup movie, and whereas like he was kind of like wrote the identity, like the main character, kind of a. Not about him, but, like, that was kind of, like, where he identified with and, like, the jumping off point. Um, I think it kind of was similar to, like, his story. But um, my favorite part was obviously when he talked about the turtles and how, <laughs> like, his – I think it was, like, one of his friends uh, some or someone that worked on the movie adopted the turtle. And now they're, like, humongous because oh. – that's what turtles, turtles do. Grow, yeah, to be they do. Super large, and there's two of them. Oh no! And they're now monster turtles. Monster turtles. 
did he happen to mention anything about the the like meta moment where she realizes she's on a film set yeah that was like one of the journeys and he basically he kind of just was like you know some people love it some people hate it (laughs) kind of it there is just not really any is there a reason for it is it like Uh... self-realization or like awareness of your of of your dimension or like i mean like i don't really get it there's this moment where she's like in this dreamlight state and she then they're on a film set like and it's this film set with this director and (laughs) i mean i'm not i'm not sure we need that It, it was almost like um what's that jim carrey movie uh eternal sunshine almost yeah i think it just kind of had had to do kind of with like disassociation and like how you can feel in certain moments i guess sure um how do you feel about that moment i was confused and then i was like whoa this movie is weird (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for like experimenting and and all of that. I just I want there to be a reason for it. Sure. I really think it's just kind of like how he kind of felt even just like making this film that was kind of based off of like where he was at the time or while he was writing it. Mhm. You know? Yeah. Um because I think I think it is like the kind of thing where like he was in a relationship and his or he cheated, like, on his partner. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not, I don't recall necessarily if there was, like, a friend's death or anything like that, like, portion about it. But, like, I know that that was kind of, like, the jumping off point for the, for, like, the writing of the script. But, I mean, I could see how, like, the different segments could be made in these, like, crazy universes like maybe every time you listen to a different tape it takes you to these different levels of of understanding or awareness and i mean that's kind of how it was like each tape had its own moment Mm -hmm. like she finds each one and then each tape kind of like has its own little moment sure I mean, the two that stick out are that one and the and the animated one. Mm-hmm. What are the other ones? Oh, I can't answer you. That. You know what I mean? But like there's OK, there's a dream one where she talks to her dead friend. Is that count as one? You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. there's there's no like I just feel like there's no real flow to it and there's no real like pattern to it. it just, if it was a little bit more apparent, it might have flown flowed better in my brain Uh, it just felt very choppy and um what's stream of conscious is 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 maybe what happened and it's it's writing and stream of conscious makes sense because writing's very free-flowing and doesn't take a lot of like advanced thought and by advanced i mean like thinking ahead Mm-hmm. Um, where filmmaking, how do you make a film stream of conscious really? 
in this caliber. You know what I mean? Like there's a script. There has to be there's animation. There's like all these things that go into it, all these other components. It's really hard to make a film stream of conscious. But that was that what he was going for? Maybe. Um does it work? I don't know. I don't I, I I'm just think that's like I, the beauty of it though, is that it really was just like not only his journey at the time that he was like writing it, but also his journey at the time that he was making it. And I think sure. that's what makes it interesting. And that's sure. what makes it not necessarily need to make sense because people's thoughts don't always make sense and people's stream of consciousness doesn't always make sense. Like I said, I could appreciate it, but do I want to watch it again? Like it's just, it doesn't function as an actual movie, as an actual like beginning, middle, end movie. The truth of the matter is, but not necessarily in a traditional way. Nah, come on. What is this movie really about? Him. You're describing this to someone who knows nothing about this movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I would probably not recommend this to many people that I know. Um, I'd probably be careful about who I recommended it to because some people. I like. I definitely don't think that this is like a film that everybody's going to love or a film for the masses. But like, I think it's like a little moment that's. It's a poetry movie. Nice it's, to cherish. Sometimes. It's a poetry movie and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but is it a horror movie that is plot driven and has a lot of interesting moments? I mean, the interesting moments is up to you. But I mean, like I said, I said it at the beginning. I think there are some really amazing moments that make this whole film worthwhile watching. But as a movie, I'm sitting down to be entertained. Does it do that? Maybe not so much. And, and that that's fine. It's fine. It's a film. It's an art film. It's an artsy film. It's not a horror movie in my brain. Yeah, There's no I don't scary. think it's a horror movie. Well, and and I mean, it kind of masquerades as one a little bit, but that's fine. It, it does because of the quote unquote monsters, but yes, um, I think it's definitely more sci-fi drama. I don't even think it's or even sci-fi drama, fantasy it's just, drama. It's a, it's a it's a poetry film. <laughs> it's an art house poetry. It's film. a poetry film. Yeah. You better write it to IMDb. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. If you didn't like I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, don't even bother. I didn't like I am the pretty thing, though. I don't know how you couldn't if you like this. Is it the music? Is it just music? Maybe. It might be. And also the fake wolf head and also the turtle. Oh, my God, girl. Do you think (laughs) I don't even know? I wrote a whole thing about the fucking wolf head that I didn't even talk about. (laughs) Do you want to? Yeah, I I think we need to because I'm in it. I'll just read what I wrote. Okay. I would get a wolf head cape if I thought I could pull it off, but San Diego weather doesn't really lend itself to that wolf head lifestyle. Please tell me that's all you wrote. That's all I wrote. Hell yeah. (laughs) Cheers to that. (laughs) She looks amazing in a wolf head cape, just saying. I never cared about having a wolf head cape. Until this movie existed. You want one now. I totally do. I got to touch it. Do you feel weird about that? It's not real. So no, I don't. Okay. Okay. If it was real. Yes, I would. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad we got that covered. Are we ready to move on now? Yep. All right. What's next? 
So our next film for today is 2019's In the Tall Grass. It's written and directed by Vincenzo Natale, a nice Italian gentleman. That's that name, though. Uh, It's based on the novella by Stephen King and Joe Hill. The IMDb summary is, after hearing a young boy's cry for help, a sister and brother venture into a vast field of tall grass in Kansas, but soon discover that there may be no way out and that something evil lurks within. So, there's this is a both of these films are pretty polarizing. You either love them or you hate them. I really liked this one. Really? Yeah. I find that very interesting. Please really tell me did. more. Um, I <laughs> were you waiting for another eloquent response? I was waiting for some kind of response. Um, do you have one of those? I went into this movie with very judgy eyes. Really? Why? Yeah. Um, I don't really like the title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Is it because it's in the tall grass and not it, into the tall grass? Exactly. That's exactly. the only way. <laughs> I hated that. Um, it starts off kind of choppy. True. Um, it it kind of gave me like 2009 Friday the 13th vibes, but not necessarily like in a good way. Um, it, I, that needs more explanation. I don't see well, any correlation between the two. Oh, really? Because... <laughs> Oh really? Um, because well, because they it's like the the pregnant chick and the brother disappear in the grass and then she dies supposedly and then the boy really just and then the boyfriend comes looking for her whereas like it's the brother that goes looking for her in the first one but then they come back and everybody's like all together. Um, that's okay. why that's just where my brain went. Sure. Um, I don't have a rhyme or reason. It's fine. Um. And Patrick Wilson was kind of a little bit of an overactor, but I was into it. I mean, he kind um, of always is, but we, that's why we love him. It, that is why we love him. Um, but everyone else, I think, did like a fairly good job. And it was kind of weird. But then I got kind of frustrated because there was that portal that they could have like gotten out and they didn't because I don't know why. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I just had a good time watching it, I guess. <laughs> I, I think I feel like I need to read the novella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I kind of wish I did before we did this, but you live and you learn. I'm not reading it now. I, I, I'm i not sure this one works for me. If you try to make sense of it, it doesn't work. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You kind of have to. Because you have to make sense of it. Unlike starfish, <laughs> there's not a lot of like symbolism here. No, and I think that's why I just was like, "Fuck it, I'm here. I mean, We're watching it. I can't I'm having a good that. time. I can't do that with this kind of movie. I need some fucking substance. I need to understand this universe. No. I need to understand how this fucking tall grass works." And I don't need to understand the reason behind it necessarily. The giant rock acorn. When you're working, when you're working with time lapses and time travel and wormholes and whatever else, it better fucking make sense. 
This one doesn't make any fucking sense, Carly. It no, doesn't it make doesn't any, make any sense. It doesn't and make I, any fucking sense. I'm, I'm, I agree with you 100%. I'm right there with you that it doesn't make any sense. I didn't really care. I was like, all right, this is a movie that I'm watching. Judgments go to the wind. There's a moment at the very beginning of this film that bothers me. Um, and it really shouldn't. But the main character who's pregnant says, I think I'm going to be nauseous and asks her brother to pull over. I think I'm going to be nauseous is not a thing that people say. <laughs> no, it's not. You're either nauseous or you're going to be sick. Yes. Not, <laughs> that is a fact. She has maybe she has some sort of like. Some she sort has pregnancy brain, Amy. <sighs> It's real. I don't I don't like that line. I was very distracted by it and I immediately was like, I don't I don't this know if I could trust bullshit. any of this writing. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, also so was funny. hoping for some sort of cautionary tale about Lyme disease with all this tall grass. I was very worried about ticks. I and, was just worried about the dog. Well, I'm sure you were. And well, I mean, it, you saw the dog dead before you saw the dog alive. Did that yeah. help? Was it like killing in reverse? It was kind of like seeing him go through the wormhole into the parking lot made me feel better. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Well, and you know what also made me feel better? The fact that I got a heads up. It sure. was like, the dog's dead. We're coming to you. I knew to look away. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you don't really see the dog die. No, but you see the dog's fluff, dead in one scene, and the dog's and alive you see in one scene. Blood, sure, fluff and blood, sure. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> and then you see him alive, and he gets away. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't they go through the wormhole? I feel like this is why I want to read the novella because I want to know if the novella makes sense, and maybe this just doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, I want to wonder, I, I'm wondering if maybe they threw too much into this movie additional mm-hmm. to the novella that maybe confuses it more than just leaving it at what it was on the surface. Again, I don't know. I didn't read the novella. That's just my Is it hope. Po- I mean, can you make sense of all wormholes, though? It, are they wormholes? Portals? I mean, they're definitely... Time travel? Time... Is it aliens? I don't think it's... Well, it might be aliens. There's some sort of rock. There's a weird rock with weird energy, and it's basically like the Bermuda Triangle's chilling in this little field. And there's like a kid that figures it out, kind of. And The how kid come he, touches the rock. He's okay all the time. At the he beginning, touches, right? He touches the fucking rock. Okay. And it's like, once you touch the rock, there's no going back. But we already saw him touch the rock. And then he's fine at the end. How does that make any fucking sense? He gets free. And then he's like, don't go in there. And I'm like, don't go in there. Is there an alternate universe where Patrick Wilson touches the rock and the kid doesn't? I don't don't think I I, get it. I think that this, I personally wouldn't just go running into a cornfield. Ever. Well, ever, but especially after hearing a creepy child. Never. Number one. Call the police. Second of all, I hear a woman screaming no. I'm like, nope. 911. Yeah. 
let the police get fucking caught in that shit. I'm not going in there. No. Not my job. Not my job. I will stand outside on the street and call to you and you can follow my voice and or you can wait for the police or the fire department to come. I am not going in there. I am not a hero. Especially across the street from that creepy church with all those cars that have been lost. Right. No. I do. I mean, that that imagery was kind of cool. Yeah. I do. I, do, I, I mean, it w- does make somewhat sense that she's pregnant because, you know, pregnant women and children, there's like a crazy connection there of like I, I that I will never understand. It's like I'm concerned, but again, I'm not going pregnant into a cornfield. Sure. I don't know what's in there. I'm not going not pregnant in a cornfield either, <laughs> though. I, again, I don't know what's in there. Yeah. Um. Also, I would have touched this fucking rock a long time ago. Like I, I probably would have too. These people are waiting so long to touch this rock. Like I would not have waited. Actually, I don't know because Patrick Wilson had crazy eyes. I know, but the second that kid told me to touch the rock and that it feels good, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's touch this rock. This rock's going to tell me how to get out. Sounds good. I don't know because that kid was pretty creepy looking at the beginning because he's yeah. like all dirty. He's been I there for a couple done of days and he looks I, normal. That's like don't press press the red button. I'm doing that too. <laughs> we lost Amy. I, I would have been gone. I would not survive a horror movie. With how many horror movies I've seen, I would never pass. I would never pass the test. I feel like I could make it. I wouldn't. I, I, I probably could if I thought about it in advance, but I'm, I'm, I'm just very impulsive. I'm not thinking that straight ahead. I'm like, let's do this. I'm pressing the red button. I'd be like, I'm no. touching the rock. I'm like slow motion running towards you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I heard this rock feels good. It's going to tell me how to get out. Some sort of special alien rock. Let's do this. I love aliens. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's do this. I'm not, I don't know, Carly. I don't understand how the kid touches a rock. I don't either. I thought that he did, but I didn't go back. And so then I just thought that maybe I was misremembering no he totally touches a rock and he's like mm, that feels good and then he has everyone else touch the rock and no he's one like, else I touches know where it every, where any where everything is and it's like this but but and then you're thinking well maybe because it's a different like wormhole or something they're in when patrick wilson touches the rock that it doesn't matter that the kid touched the rock but they could have easily gone through another wormhole and gotten out but basically they're like if you touch the rock you're fucked so this kid right. should be fucked he should be. There's no he way around it. He should not be getting out. He'll tell you what. The, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. And he gets out. And I don't understand how. And I don't understand any of this. Meh. I had fun with it. Just take a lot of Dayquil. But then there's and the- then watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. And then there's the end. Okay, so at the end we find out. Sorry. So I, if you haven't seen this, this conversation probably makes no sense to you. Sorry. You're just going to have to go watch it and come back. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so if they never go in the grass field. Tr- if So if the end comes to fruition and they keep the pregnant woman and the brother out of the field. How would Travis, the boyfriend, still be in the field because he never would have been in the field to be begin with i was wondering the same thing carly this movie doesn't make any sense wormholes makes... man no 
You can't just and then say he died. wormholes. There has you- to be some sort of rules that this movie follows. It can't just let some people live by this rule over here and other people die by this other rule over here and the rules don't make any sense together. Like, that's not how movies work. No, it's true because honestly, like, Travis, is that his name, did you say? Yes, the bro- the boyfriend. The boyfriend. If he, how would he have known that little kid was going to be going back before they got there? He would have never gone in there. Unless he touched the rock and he had the powers to decide when the little kid was going back. No one would be stuck in there if the pregnant people weren't in there. Correct. And, I mean, Chick already died. Yeah. Once or twice. Yes. But then she's not dead. So Travis probably would have had another shot at getting out. Right. The only thing that's supposed to be permanent is touching the rock. That's the rule they set up. You could die. But if you go back into the wormhole and start over again, you could live. But if you touch the rock, you're fucked all the time. Right. Unless you're you're a kid, in which case you're not and you're fine. Right. Because... Of it just, your innocence. It, just, it hurts. It just, I don't, it don't make any fucking sense, I don't know. Carly. I How do you knew, like it? It doesn't make any sense. What rules are there? I liked it when I didn't think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I liked it when I was a little delusional and I was like, all it right. was really late because I slept all day and I needed, I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. And then I was like, I need to watch this fucking movie because we're recording soon. Sure. And then I started it and I was like, I'm probably going to fall asleep. But somehow I didn't fall asleep. And so that's how I watched this movie. <laughs> well, and I, li- I would like to think that a Stephen King, Joe Hill novella mashup works. But I- again, I didn't read it. And that maybe just this film adaptation doesn't work. But I will never know because I'm not reading that novella and I'm sure as fuck not watching this movie again. I will say it's fine to watch. Like if you're looking for something to just put on and watch, it's entertaining from beginning to end. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a fun watch if you don't try to make sense of it. If you don't try to dissect it. At some point, your brain is going to go, well, this movie doesn't work. Oh, yeah. No, you're definitely going to say that's bullshit because (laughs) of this. It's, I don't know. For sure. Yeah. It just, it's not, it's not right, but it's entertaining. (laughs) So I guess it's fine. You know, it's like, I don't know, have just understand that it it doesn't follow its own rules and you're fine. Yeah. If you don't care about movies following the own their own rules that they set up, then it's right. totally fine. Totally. Piece uh, of cake. Or like Carly said, just drink a bunch of cough medicine, stop caring, and then you're good to go. Yeah, that also works. It's very effective. Tony, not had trouble with this one well that makes sense because he likes to make sense of things i don't think it was necessarily that i think it, there was some jumpies he doesn't like the jumpies really he doesn't I didn't lo- notice any jumpies well that's because we're desensitized but there were some <laughs> there were some jumpies not a fan of the jumpies oh i didn't okay i wish that i would have seen some jumpies it's been a while since i've seen a movie with jumpies <sighs> it doesn't have good jumpies but it does yeah. have jumpies Okay. For 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 those sensitive to the jumpies. Sure. Um we watch so many horror movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about this next week and I'll I'll you'll understand more next week, but 
it's so funny how over the course of these three years of our podcasting journey, how desensitized I've become to horror <laughs> movies. Um, I mean, even when we started this, I was like worried about watching two horror movies a week because I was like, this is going to really affect me mentally, I think. Because I, I get I get wrapped up in it and I, I get scared of my own shadow, you know, at points. I I really have not had that issue. <laughs> I've just become progressively more and more desensitized. And now I get excited if something freaks me out because it's rare. I get so excited. Yeah. It's more exciting than anything else. I think you're right. I think like yeah. if I'm watching a movie and I'm like, ooh, I'm getting freaked out. This is great. Yeah. I get like excited and not just like, oh, shit. This yeah. This is happening. 100%. All right. Well, you guys, that's in the in the tall grass, not into the tall grass. Not yes, in, in the tall just grass. in it in the cornfield. Into the cornfield. Both these, none of these movies make sense plot wise, but we're 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 just saying it's fine and moving on with our lives. That's why we watched them together. There you go. There was, was definitely something we thought about in advance. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, are we doing something fancy for our third segment today, oh Carly? Oh, my God, you guys. It's been so long since I've said this. What but we... say, ask me again. <laughs> I don't remember how to ask it. What are we? What, do we oh, what's our next segment? Carly. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember how we do this. It's been me too either. long. Uh, it is time for everybody's favorite segment, the social media question of the week. <laughs> you remembered how to say it. We just I didn't did. remember how like it worked. How we got in, how yeah. we got here. Yeah. What was this week? This, what was this week's question, Carly? <laughs> We're fired. <laughs> Four essential items and one non-essential item. What's in your post-apocalyptic shopping cart? So this question came to me when I was watching Starfish because... There is nothing I love more in a post-apocalyptic movie or film or TV show or whatever is when they go shopping. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. It's the only reason I like zombie movies. Give me some of that <laughs> post-apocalyptic grocery shopping. I love it, too. It's just like I don't know why it's so exciting, but it's like the idea of going shopping and getting whatever you need and finding things that... That just that you want, not you even that to, you need. That that you can carry with you and, and mm -hmm. use to survive, but also probably something you wouldn't normally buy for yourself. Like, I'm right. not normally going to a store and buying myself a machete. Not usually. That's not yeah. usually a thing I'm getting, you know? Definitely on my uh, apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic shopping list, though. Well, there though. you go. That's what I'm saying. Cross that off the list. So let's hear what's in our listeners' post-apocalyptic shopping cart. Awesome. So on Twitter, we have The Real Messing, uh, who says, boots, hatchet, rope, and shopping cart with four working wheels, and an iPod that works with solar power. An iPod that works with solar power. Does that exist? It does in his post-apocalyptic world. Oh, aren't we just making up things that exist then? Can I have a, a time machine? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Uh, at the Chickapedia says clothes, water, food, blankets, and my Kindle. Hope it has a power source. Well, you know, I, I guess there are there like solar powered like power banks. I don't. 
no, but I'm sure that we can look on Amazon. I feel like there are. I feel like there's a way to charge your phone by solar power. So it must have some sort of USB plug. And then that would likely work with the Kindle slash iPod that our listeners are discussing. But so don't that doesn't that need to be on their list? Then? I feel like that's a separate item that needs right. to be on their list, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. It's okay. It's okay. We're just poking holes this week. Just poking holes. <laughs> We're in the mood. Uh, at Davis Totter says, I feel like I'd become a post-apocalyptic pirate. Uh, <laughs> 25 to 40 foot boat. <laughs> pirate needs a ship, of, a ship case of whiskey to bribe a crew, GPS navigation for sailing destinations, Katana, the modern cutlass, iPhone, Aw, to listen to Final Girls Horrorcast. No food needed. I'll be pirating. <laughs> I like how we're still having a podcast during the post-apocalypse. Absolutely. What else are we going to do with our time? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how we're going to upload it. I mean, there'll still be internet. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what well, anyone's maybe, saying today. Maybe reruns. Maybe he's got them on his you have to download them okay everyone download at least 20 episodes of final girls horror cast just in case of the the apocalypse across your devices you never know when the apocalypse could happen you should download as many episodes of final girls horror cast as you can now yes sweet get ready uh at repairman jack aka our friend justin from horror business says a package of peanut butter oreos (laughs) A can of dog food. For cocoa bean. For cocoa bean, of course. A hatchet. A blanket. And my copy of the complete and uncut uh, version of The Stand. Justin, how are you going to watch The Stand, babe? I love him. (laughs) That is the worst list ever. I love it. But it's It's the worst list ever. (laughs) He's got a hatchet and a blanket in there. Uh, at Finn313 says, uh, essential, a water purifier, tinderbox, machete, and gas mask, non-essential, eight mile DVD. Hashtag represent the D. Detroit versus everyone. I don't, again, is it just the comfort of cuddling up to a DVD at night? Or are you actually planning to watch these things? How are you guys going to watch these things? It's the hope that you can find a DVD player attached to a TV with electricity out there. See, now if Justin said the 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 book, the stand, or the novel, or however many books it is, I would understand. But the fact that he said uncut, which makes me think it's the movie, aka miniseries. It might be the book. The He's uncut version of the book? Maybe there's one that's been edited down. You don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know about this, Carly. There's abridged versions. At Abla with Ella says tons of water. That's one item. Tons of water is one item. Love it. A fire starter, non-perishable foods, also one item. Some sort of weapon for protection and a deck of cards because the post-apocalypse is probably going to be boring as shit. All right. Not high hopes for the end of the world. In terms of entertainment. (laughs) 
I like it. Oh, I do too. All yeah. right. On Facebook, we have Tommy B who says a machete, rifle, ammo, water purifiers for essential, and a magnifying glass for non-essential. A lot of weaponry from Tommy B. He is prepared. He cares more about He's that. gonna be so safe. I mean, I guess for hunting purposes. Yeah. If you're planning to hunt for your food. If it's not like, you know, like nuclear holocaust kind of apocalypse, in which right. case you shouldn't eat animals, I'm thinking, you know, but I, maybe I'm thinking too much about this. Uh, Andy says a uh, Swiss Army knife, 45 Magnum, ammo, Alexandra <laughs> Daddario. And toothbrush non-essential item. Eh, okay. I okay. like it. All right. All right. Uh, Robert, we have uh, essentials, that huge knife that Crocodile Dundee had. <laughs> the exact one. Like that exact one. The huge revolver that Rick Grimes had. Fictional ammo character. and water. Non-essential, an iPod, so I can listen to the Final Girls forecast. You guys, you guys, you guys are so cute. I'm gonna cry. The cutest of all time. Uh, Edward M says some books, some records, a good pillow, and maybe a phone. You know, like one thing. You guys can't say (laughs) some books, and that counts as one thing. (laughs) Not in Edward's world. (laughs) This is why we stopped doing social media questions because I get upset. Because people don't follow the rules. Yeah, they make up their own rules. Uh, And then he says, not really necessary because it's the apocalypse. There wouldn't be anyone to call. And that would be the phone thing that he said. That wouldn't be. A comfort thing. Yeah. It's just more of like a, 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 you know, a comfort, a comfort thing, I guess. All right. Next we have (laughs) Armando. (laughs) I was going to say like, was the blanket? I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so I just repeated what he said. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A yes. blanket. What is it? The 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 comfort blanket. The <laughs> I can't think of the word. Security blanket. Security blanket. But that's, that's not like it's that's so funny. Oh, my God. A phone oh is God. a security blanket. Sorry. Yes. Move on. It's I, like a blanket. It eventually <laughs> happened. I just took a minute to get there. Edit that out, Carly, and I'll sound real smart. Nah. Leaving it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Armando says, essentials, a multi-tool, a hammer, a portable waddle, water filter. Waddle filter. Or a waddle and- filter. That's also good. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, a solar-powered hand crank flashlight. Yeah. That's a smart one. That's one. You guys are so smart. Uh, non-essential is a rope. Oh, I feel like a rope is more essential than non-essential. I was thinking non-essential would be some sort of entertainment. Just in my head, that's what I thought. How do you entertain yourself with a rope? You learn different types of knots, perhaps? Yeah, play, play uh, Cat's Cradle. Oh, Cat's Cradle. Yeah. That's fun. On Instagram, we have... Free, free on irons 409 that says water purifier, giant first aid kit, crossbow with arrows, lighter, and Briscoe County Junior DVD box set. I don't 
I have no idea what Briscoe County Jr. is. I need to look it up. I was going to say, going to have to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. All right. And last but certainly not least, Evil Raven Rose says a frying pan for killing and cooking. Machete. Duh. A wagon to carry shit I need and or need without carrying it. A giant ass tent so I don't have to sleep slash live outside and trade shelter for things I want. And then the non-essential would be books. Music will draw zombies, etc. Books you can read over and over. Storytelling is always of value. Nice. So The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. is a TV show from the mid-90s starring Mr. Bruce Campbell as a bounty hunter in the Old West who fights bad guys with many futuristic type gadgets. Ooh. In. I'm sold. Yeah, that sold. sounds like a blast. You had me at Bruce Campbell. So Carly, <laughs> what is in your post-apocalypse post-apocalyptic shopping cart? Okay, so um I like the frying pan for killing and cooking. Okay. Um I think definitely a water purifier. Okay. A tent sure. for to live. Um I'll say a machete. And then my non-essential would be Baby Yoda. (laughs) Like a stuffed Baby Yoda? No, the real one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never be bored. There's no real one. What are you talking about? Baby Yoda. I don't know what a real Baby Yoda is. I don't know. We're talking about solar-powered stuff, and I just, he came to me. So I went for, like, specific items. I'm not just, like, making up large quantities of things, saying, like... A palette of something. <laughs> so mine is peanut butter because just I could a jar. Just, I'm pretty sure like a giant bar, giant jar of peanut butter would keep me going for quite a while. So that question, w- yeah, because in a post-apocalyptic world, one is assuming, and by one I mean me. Mm. That you will, that I will stumble upon stores or whatever for frivolous things like peanut butter. Sure. And I feel like this is just a one shopping uh, attempt. I don't really necessarily think this is like everything you need post-apocalypse. I'm just saying you're in a post-apocalyptic world. You're going to the grocery store on one of your many, um, you know, visits to the grocery store. And you can gotcha. only quickly grab five things before the zombies get you or whatever. Okay. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Gotcha. Sure. Um, okay, proceed. I'm, thank you. Uh, I'm also grabbing um, a lighter, specifically a Zippo, if I can, because I have trouble with lighters in the wind, and Zippos <laughs> tend to do a little bit better at those. <laughs> um, uh, a large water bottle. Again, I'm hoping I can just refill it. I'm guessing at the grocery store they don't have a life straw. I guess if they have those, that would be better. Um, And then a tent is a great idea. I like the idea of a tent because I'm big on shelter and I cannot, like, create shelter on my own. I'm not very good at that. And then my non-essential is a giant bottle of wine, which I can also use as a weapon if I need to. (laughs) You can use the empty bottle as a weapon. I could I could use a full bottle as a weapon. But you wouldn't want to. 
I well, I feel like I could hit someone with that and it still wouldn't break, especially if it had wine in it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it would hurt more. Anything. I like it. I would want to get of a hit. new. I thought of something to replace Baby Yoda. Okay, what is it? A book um, for identifying edible leaves. Oh, or that's bushes and berries and things. That's which is, a good one. Yeah, I like. For me. I, you know, I don't. I, inter- I was thinking of like things to entertain myself, and then I was like, you know what? Who needs entertainment when you're drinking wine? <laughs> when you're wasted. <laughs> With your Zippo. Just set things on fire. Why not? And drink wine. That's all I'm saying. It's basically what I do for entertainment now anyways. Every night. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> so what I'm doing right now. So is there anything you want to talk about that you're doing, watching, reading currently before we close out today? Uh, so I went on an adventure this weekend. Oh, you went on an adventure. Not, I mean, to Middle Earth. Um, Whoa, I to was, Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was I was sick and I didn't do anything for most days. However, I did venture out to the Egyptian theater where they were playing all of the Lord of the Rings movies, oh. extended versions, back to back. Oh, truly to Middle Earth then. Yeah, I legitimately was in Middle Earth wow. for about 12 hours and it was amazing. <laughs> That sounds like a really long amount of time. It was the longest day. It was the longest in like day the of best all time. way. It was yeah. so much fun. Um, were jammies involved? Our treasures, shark pants. Um, they were not, but super comfy clothes were involved. Got it. Well, that's My shark exciting. pants stayed at home. Well, I'm sorry you're sick, but that sounds like fun. Did it you was, have a nice it, Thanksgiving? Yeah, I slept and I ate, and I slept and then I ate. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> How about you? What are you up to? Oh, my God. So I have gotten into True Blood now. Ooh. So I am. Wait, the books or the movie or the show? I'm in the show. I'm watching the okay. show. I have not started the books yet. Books that... are not great. No offense to anybody who likes them. The Southern um, Vampire whatever thing. Charlene Harris or something. Okay. Um, it's the book. I tried to read the books after I was like a couple seasons deep into the show and I just couldn't do it. No. The book or the show is just so much better. Yeah. But you know, give it a go if you want. I'm really into the show. It's so good. I'm on the third season and I'm digging it. Um, so I've just been binging that, basically. Uh, I also watched Peanut Butter Falcon, which was a lot oh, of fun. I love that movie. Yes, Tony and I loved it. Um, I also watched uh, Tomorrow Man, which is a relatively new film, I think, mm. that came out. Uh, that's pretty interesting and worth watching if you like quirky indie movies about old people. Recommend that. I love old people. And you should check it out. It's got John Lithgow in it. I love John Lithgow. Uh, who doesn't? Right? He's a treasure. He is a treasure. Um, and um, what else did we watch? I don't know. I've just been like, it was a really nice four-day weekend where we did very little, and it was really quite lovely. It rained yeah. a lot, didn't feel the need to be super productive, put up a Christmas tree, painted a room. That was about as productive as I got. I like it. And I'm excited that 
I'm excited that now when I say that I'm going to a show at Fantasia, you'll know what I mean. I want to go to Fantasia. Because the last time that you were here, you were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to Long Beach to go to a show at Fantasia. And you were like, I don't know what that is. <gasps> and I was like, True Blood. And you were like, I don't, I don't watch True Blood. And I was like, Amy. <laughs> well, I'm watching it now. Why didn't so now you, you tell know. me that we have Gilmore Girls people in True Blood? I want to watch it years ago. I'm sorry. But he's so adorable, isn't he? I mean, I just am so happy about it. I know. He's the best character, too. Although, he's just, like, so so sweet. I will say that I'm not sure what my husband thinks of me as I'm watching True Blood, because I feel <laughs> like every time he walks in the room and I'm watching it, it's, like, a very graphic sex scene because it's <laughs> HBO and it's, like very sexual at all times and i i feel like he just thinks i'm watching like vampire porn at all times which i no. guess isn't that far from the truth <laughs> no but it's not. but it's uh, very much like are you watching vampire porn again 100 <laughs> percent. when um i started the show when i lived in idaho and i would go over to my girlfriend shannon's house and um her i don't like we were at her house and her husband at the time came in and we're like oh like yeah we're just having crafty time and he literally walks in because we're watching true blood at a sex scene and he's like crafts huh and we're like well by crafts we mean porn we're yeah. watching porn <laughs> all night <laughs> and, and i keep also being like crocheting. it's not porn it's hbo i mean if you watch early season early seasons of 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 um game of thrones it's not any worse or better than this no it's just it got popular and then they worked it once the show gets no popular nudity. they kind of reel back <laughs> on the sex scenes because they don't need it as much but yeah i mean i don't know if true blood ever ever eases up to i be mean honest. it hasn't yet it's the third season yeah they, still, um, they go for it yeah there's like seven seasons right i think so <sighs> yeah there's like i'm really excited because there's so many episodes of it <laughs> i had taken... such a crush on her stupid brother really he looks he's so... like a baby to me <laughs> he does look like a baby <laughs> he has such a baby face and uh what's his name eric eric i am a fan of eric eric's my fave vamp is he yeah he's I, yeah. pretty he's pretty good yeah like i'm him. i'm really i'm 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 just going all in on the vampire thing now i want all vampires all the time. <laughs> I like it. I like that you said I'm, it. It's how I'm. It's how I'm living my living my best life now. <laughs> I will say, you know, I kind of have a crush on Hoyt. Just saying. Aw, Hoyt. He's the cutest. He is. He's adorable. He's so cute. I don't really get. I I I don't really understand the Sam Merlot thing, but. I don't either. I don't know where you are. You know what? I don't. I don't know what to say. Never mind. Okay, we can wait till I'm done to talk about Sam a lot. Okay. If you're, if you're afraid of spoilers. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, I like him. Yeah, I, I like him. I just don't. I don't really get the allure. It's so funny because when I was watching, I feel like I did tell you um, about Zach. Because Oh, you might have told me about Zach. Because I feel like when I was watching 
Gilmore Girls. I had no idea that he was Terry Belfler until the newer episodes because he actually looks like Terry Belfler in the newer episodes. Mm. And that's when I had my realization and I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea I made this connection. But I don't think obviously you don't know what that means. Translation. At the time. Zach from Gilmore Girls yes. is Terry Belfler in True Blood. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back full circle with Gilmore Girls. Exactly. Always. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love him. I, I, I love Lafayette. Oh, my God. He's love the best. Lafayette. Don't like Bill Compton. Bill's the worst, which is never, why I like Eric. Never liked Bill Compton. Don't understand the Bill Compton thing. Get a different... Does he get a different haircut in later seasons? Because his hair bothers me so much. I don't think so. It's like the sideburns and like the bowl cut. I'm just... I'm not interested. Have you met Alcide yet? No. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> his abdominal muscles? I have met his abdominal muscles. And his pectoral muscles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now we need to do a spinoff on True Blood. All right. I'm down. Let's do it. Cool. We'll be our... Uh, our patreon episodes oh we need speaking of patreon we need to do a patreon soon we, we do. didn't do one it's... for november so we're gonna do two in december okay jesus i just made that <laughs> let's do this i just made that decision now without consulting with you it's true i just go with the flow guys live what can on the I show <laughs> so uh Look look into that if you're a Patreon subscriber. So we'll do a watch along on there. We'll do something holiday themed. That's always fun. Guess what I got tickets for? What? Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, double feature. I saw that. I'm going to so excited they sold out. Did you see the Christmas present I bought for myself? I did. It is my favorite. And I kind of wish that you would... Um, disrobe him like that picture that was it Tommy B sent to us yeah so I bought a Tom Adkins action hero action hero an action hero action figure no you had it right the first time it's the best it's the best thing of my whole life I spent a little bit too much money on it I don't care there's no such thing about it I I'm so happy. So the record store I talk about very often, Reanimated Records here in uh, in Southern California, um, posted like they do like daily posts of like new movies and new records that they have in the shop. And they he posted a picture of that, and I fucking flipped out. And there's people like posting like I want that Tom Atkins, and I was like, I'm not even posting anything. I am just immediately <laughs> driving down there. So like, it, like I just gotten home. I like put on my comfy clothes and I was like, nope, now I have to put on jeans and drive there. So I literally, <laughs> it was like nighttime. I was like, didn't care. You should have just my gone car. in your shark pants. I didn't have shark pants or else I would have <laughs> immediately drive down there and like was like, give me, I actually called first and I'm like, is Tom Adkins still there? <laughs> Now, the owner I'm, like, cool with and, like, 
he's a really nice guy. And like, he would know if I called and was like, is Tom Atkins still there? But his wife actually answered the phone and she was like, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And then she asked him and she was like, oh, yes, he's still here. I was like, I'm coming. So basically, Scream Scream Factory did 3000 of these with their like limited edition blu-ray so there's only three thousand of them in existence and you have one of them and i have one of them and i like looked it up online to see if you can buy one there's like one you can buy online right now like it's insane i feel so special and i'm so excited about it he has action beer bottles and action guns that's amazing. So how many um, how many did that store have then? Did they just have the one? Oh, no, they just had the one. That's amazing. He just had the one. that Because it's all and like secondhand stuff it? he gets. It's like whatever oh. he can get, he sells. So it's nothing. nothing's like, I mean, they have some new records maybe, but sure. mostly everything is secondhand. And I would have like, kept it. It's a record store, but they also have like a lot of horror um, memorabilia and action figures and there's like always some sort of like freddy krueger things they have like old random um horror movie posters i know they have like a a spanish texas chainsaw massacre original poster and stuff on the wall so there's a bunch of really cool stuff there um and like all of their movies are secondhand so you can get like a bunch of random dvds for five bucks which is why i'm like always buying movies there um but uh i digress it's if you're in Southern California, <laughs> go check out Reanimated Records. It's a it's a blast. And I mean, with a name can... like that, it better have horror stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, the owner uh, is Nick is a really big horror fan, and I've gotten some really cool stuff from that store. That's it's so my awesome. Faves. I love it. It's my favorite place to go chill and hang out. So uh, if you come visit, Carly, I'll take you. Yes, you, please. You might even be able to grab some horror or some Final Girls stickers because every once in a while, I'll throw some over there, and he'll. He'll pass them out or leave them out for people. That's awesome. They're cool people over there. Um, So, yeah. Wow. We talked a lot. We We should probably close out. Okay. Well. (laughs) What are we doing next week? Carly. Aliens. We're doing (laughs) aliens. (laughs) We're doing aliens. And owls. Um, we are going to be watching The Fourth Kind and Signs, both of which are streaming right now on HBO Go and HBO Now. Oh, I'm so excited for this Alien episode. I love Alien movies. I love Signs. They're so fun. Let's do it. I love this. I love this picture that you have in front of me. I think you need to post it. I did. I posted the Aliens meme with the alien guy with the crazy hair in our notes because... I just got excited about aliens. And that's what so you think good. of. What do you think of aliens? That guy. That guy. Crazy hair guy. <laughs> Don't know his name, but you know who I'm talking about. The guy from the History Channel. Yes. <laughs> Why is there an alien show? Why is, why is there an why alien is, show on the History why, Channel? Th- because it's our history, Amy. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Until next week. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Mm, bye. bye.